Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. And today we're going to talk about drawing and sketching people. But before we get onto that, we want to say a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. And they are Alison Cochran, Peter H., Michael Beckett, Maureen Ballard and Marcia Thurman. We always really, really do appreciate the support because not only does it help us towards the costs of running Kicking the Creatives, which helps us to keep doing what we do, but it also shows that you like what we do. So thank you very much. And we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media. So many people have been taking part in the Quick Kicks January Challenge, which um, is to take an abstract I can't say the word, abstract photo every day. And I cannot possibly pick one person out because they've all been really good. And I love it when somebody takes a really close up photo of something and then I like to guess what it is. Do you do that? Uh, yeah. And I ask them <laughs> what it is. But you also send me weird photos, which you won't mention now, but and uh, <laughs> <laughs> close ups. <laughs> Yeah, let's not let's not go into that. Okay. <laughs> um, Erica Claru, she's been doing the Art Journal January Challenge, and I just love how she lays out her pages. And I'm also really envious of her handwriting, which is kind of like an art form in itself. Whenever I add text to my sketchbook, it kind of looks like chicken scrawl and ruins everything. But hers is just beautiful. Have you seen it? Oh, I missed the name. <laughs> <laughs> you are on top form today, oh, Tara. Erica. You... Erica Claru. No, I didn't. I haven't seen those. <laughs> and uh, I, I have I had a traumatic I... morning, remember? Oh, yes. Yes, yes you have. Um, Sorry, Sam keep is... cleaning up dog poo this morning. Sorry. Oh, I think that's overshare. Yeah, maybe that is overshare. <laughs> Shall we delete that bit? Shall we start again with all this bit? <laughs> I'll, I'll sort it out in the edit. Sanasira has also been creating some really fun pages for Art Journal January, as has Catherine C. Slater. And the thing I really love about Art Journal January is that we get a peek into the lives of people who are taking part. And I love that. Maybe because I'm just a really nosy person. Well, actually, um, um, Sanasira, I really love her pages as well. Yeah. But because yeah. they're not in English, I always wonder what she's writing. Oh, yeah, we should translate. Yeah, and it Might could be really it, rude. It could be something really rude about us two. Oh! Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope not. I'm sure not. No. <laughs> um, and another one, Eva Falk Wall Simpson. She's been doing the Aqua January Challenge, and I really love her sketching style as well. Anyway, what about you, Tara? What's caught your eye? Well, you nick one of mine. You nick Salasira. But I Sorry. really like Art by Jackie P, her illustrations she's been doing, especially her mm. witch and ink. I don't know if you saw oh, that one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fabulous. Did, yeah. And Imaginings by Karen. She's been doing some lovely abstract photos. You were talking about those before, weren't you? So love yeah. those too. Mm. Yeah. And anyway, what is new with you? As if I didn't know already. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone slightly detects a sexy huskiness to my voice, <laughs> it's because um, I had COVID. <laughs> 
<laughs> I shouldn't laugh. No. But basically, that's what I got for Christmas. Um, myself and Paul, my husband, tested positive on... Uh, we had a test on New Year's Eve and it came back positive on New Year's Day. So that was a good start. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and unfortunately, both my kids got it as well. Um... That was all without breaking any rules, by the way. We didn't break any rules at all. Um, luckily, we're all fine now. But I, I wanted to mention it mainly because everyone is looking out for a continuous cough, aren't they? Yeah. Because that's what everyone's told about. But not one of us had that at all. <laughs> what we just thought we had was a common cold. And it was only because a couple of days later, I just lost my sense of taste and smell as did my son's girlfriend. And on the same day, um, Paul got a temperature. We thought, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe we should just get a test just in case. And, of course, we all tested positive. So if you do get symptoms of a common cold, it's definitely worth getting a test because clearly not everyone gets the usual symptoms that everyone talks about. And I just want to say, in this episode, if you hear me sniffing and coughing, I'm going to try really hard to edit them all out. <laughs> I don't want to be sniffing and coughing in your ears, but um, I'm just telling you why <laughs> why I sound like I do at the minute. Well, make a change um, not to be me, won't it? I know. Yeah, you're hay fever, aren't you, all year yeah. round? <laughs> I've got basically nothing else to share because, obviously, I haven't been well. So, um I'm letting off myself off the hook for not having any arty news. So I'm going to ask you, what's new with you? Oh dear, I haven't got a lie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, to be honest, after doodling loads through December, you know, I was doing mm. tons, and I was doing a few pages a night of doodles, like yeah. uh, characters, all intuitive. Yeah. And um, just before Christmas, I stopped doing those. Um, I guess, you know, like unwinding, basically. Yeah. And I haven't drawn since. I literally have not picked up a pencil or a pen or anything, but I have been really geeking over lighting and cameras and webcams. Yeah, because you've been busy trying to edit a course, haven't you, as well? So that's... Yeah, I've been doing loads of editing, but I've also been totally geeking over YouTube videos on like photographic and video lighting and stuff like that, which I guess is sort of creative, isn't it? Of course, and we should point out as well that although this is the second episode that's aired this year, I mean, we're recording this, aren't we, on the 13th of January. So um, I suppose really we have had our Christmas break. So you, you do t have to t sometimes just take that time to wind down a bit. I mean, unfortunately, I just spent mine not very well. But even if I was well, I probably would have stepped back from even the art room because sometimes you have to... You just have to allow your, yourself to recharge a bit, don't you? Well, that's what I decided, not to, you know, kick myself and not do anything. It doesn't no. matter. You're allowed to take a break, aren't you? Although yeah. I do see people in my group being totally prolific and I think, oh, my God, you know, I haven't done anything. And, mm. and actually also, and I think this is a topic we should cover in the future, is on social media. I actually feel guilty, like on Instagram, because I haven't posted anything for ages, which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you you mean by that mm. so yeah I think that should be a future topic as well okay anyway so let's get on to today's topic which is all about sketching and drawing people and it's a subject I think a lot of people avoid because the thing about drawing a person is that we all know what one looks like don't we so if you get it wrong it's really really obvious but being able to draw people is a really important part of being an artist I think especially if you enjoy sketching outdoors because 
people can add life to a place and they can also tell a story. And ideally, you want to be able to draw people from life as they're going about their daily business, which, of course, means capturing movement. But, of course, that can be really overwhelming to start with. So the best way is to build up to that point slowly. Familiarise yourself with the proportions of the human body and how it moves. And I know, obviously, anatomy books are really useful. To be honest, observation is key. So don't panic if you don't really understand anatomy. There's no shame at all in practising from photos. In fact, that's a really, really good way to start because you can be confident that your subject isn't going to move and you can find photos of people doing all sorts of things just by Googling or going on to Unsplash or Pixabay. Um, But just avoid photographs where people are posing for the camera. You want to use photographs where people are just doing something ordinary and they're not appearing to be photographed because this is what you're going to be eventually trying to capture once you get outdoors. Another thing you do is take an online drawing class, like an online live drawing class. And this is something I mentioned that I did loads of in the summer. It actually kept me going, I think, through that first lockdown. Prior to the um, lockdown, I'd really wanted to go to a live drawing class, but there weren't many locally sort of near me. And the one I could go to, it was really creepy to walk to. Oh, really? I yeah. thought you meant the actual class no, was creepy. Well, I don't know about the class, but I know where it was. And if, obviously it would have been at night if I'd have gone in you know, mm. the winter time or, or whatever. And it's like, oh, it's so creepy to walk there, from the, even from the car park, which is crazy. So, yeah, <laughs> so I kept on avoiding that one. So I tried out quite a few different online life drawing classes. And if you don't know what one is, basically it is literally a live person, the other end, on a zoo. Not a dead person, a living, <laughs> yeah. a live a living person. person. Well, what I mean is it's not a photograph. But in general, they don't put up a photograph. It will be yeah. a person posing in their home, uh, either clothed or unclothed, for you to draw. Um, there are a few that I would definitely recommend, a few classes. These are all on Instagram. So the Jolly Sketcher, really good one that is. And you know the person that runs that, don't you? I do, I do, I uh, do. Thamesmead Live Drawing another really good one and the drawing sesh now the first two i mentioned the jolly sketch and thamesmead live drawing they have nude models that you can draw on zoom and they're really professional nude models as well they haven't just dragged someone off the street like they used to do at college (laughs) and and some of the classes they do insist that you keep your own webcam on you don't have to be naked but (laughs) you can if you like i'm sure but um it does make would be creepy (laughs) (laughs) but it does mean obviously that if you don't like being on camera it's um, i don't Mm. i don't particularly like having a camera on when i'm drawing like that to be to be on when i don't know the people um but some let you turn them off obviously they're doing that for the models protection because they don't want people taking screenshots and that sort of thing um the last class i mentioned the drawing sesh that is a class which is geared more towards fashion drawing so it's the two people that run it are the ones that pose but they don't pose nude they pose wearing different weird fashion outfits and stuff and and that's quite an interesting class and what i also like about what they do is they set you drawing exercises so they might say okay just draw um all the outlines or just draw blocks don't use any lines or continuous line that sort of thing um a couple more, just want to mention is, well, one more, is Cabaret Couture. That's a, at Cabaret Couture on Instagram. And that's another fashion drawing class. 
uh, and they are really top-notch photographers and they have quite top-notch models but they're dressed as well and it's all about drawing the fashion there as well the only thing i found tricky for them is is i don't find their instructions very good on whether it's going to be a five minute or a ten minute oh, right. but the actual setup is is brilliant really yeah, really good yeah. um and i'll say that that is i i'm guessing if you can't get to a live live drawing class that's a really good substitute i mean i really enjoyed it the only problem you obviously do get a bit of distortion with the camera yeah. um, and they generally cost between five and ten pounds for a couple of hours but they do concessions so if you're if you're struggling or you know if you're on a low income they quite often sometimes i'll even do it free if you just drop them an email so they're pretty good. Oh, oh, one more thing. Croquet Cafe. I forgot. This isn't live, live drawing. But you know about these, don't you, Sandra? Yeah, they're brilliant. And it's uh, free. Yes, Croquet Cafe. Now, they used to be on YouTube. And what they were were recorded video videos of someone posing naked. And you'd get like a, maybe a two minute and they'd have a little clock up with a person standing next to it. But they seem to have moved them now to Vimeo. So if you go to vimeo.com, Croquet Cafe, and that's spelled C-R-O-Q-U-I-S, Cafe, um, they're now on there. And I believe, I think YouTube have changed their rules, whether it's to do with the nudity, but now they're all over on Vimeo. And that's completely free and just loads of uh, models that you can draw over there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think they're such a good idea, these online ones, especially during, obviously, the, what's a pandemic year at the moment where you can't go out. And, no. Um, it's brilliant. But obviously, as good as they are, um, it's a really different experience drawing from life compared to drawing from a screen. As you say, there are always going to be a, a distortions and you're not going to quite get the depth, the sense yeah. of depth you would get if you're in a room with someone. And um, a life drawing class, you would get the chance to practice quick poses and leading up to longer ones as well and I must admit I, I actually really like the idea of a life drawing class but where the models are wearing clothes yeah, <laughs> because it makes sense yeah I know because it's not like you're going to come across many people walking around <laughs> naked in everyday life is it you, you probably know? wouldn't oh, be drawing them you wouldn't draw them either would you because you'd be getting no. the police <laughs> well it depends yeah <laughs> you know but I, I think the point of it, I suppose, is that by drawing naked bodies, you you get to understand how they move. Um, you know, so when it actually comes to drawing clothed people, you you know what's going under on underneath those clothes, which does actually help to make. <laughs> you sense don't want to know too much what's going on under those clothes. <clears throat> no, <laughs> but it does help. It it helps to make sense of things when you're not quite understanding what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, so, but I still think it would be good at, actually to have a, a life drawing class where people sit wearing clothes. Maybe if I was going to run an, a life drawing class, I think what I would do is, yeah, I'd have an, a new model, but I would perhaps also get people to just like maybe some of the artists just to sit in their clothes for people just to do the quick poses. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, I don't run a life drawing class, so I can't do that. <laughs> What you mentioned about the, you know, having time drawings and, and they mm. do that all on their life drawing classes as well. Yeah. yeah the online yeah. ones, they, they tend to yeah. do it. Um, so, you know, it gradually gets slower, which is, so you go from fast to yeah. slow, which is weird, really. Yeah. Well, not everyone feels comfortable either when they go to a life drawing class. I don't know if I've spoken about this on the pod. I know I've spoken to you about it, Tara, but I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast when I went to one... Um, the first one I ever went to this was the, the awful position. 
Oh, well, yeah. They, oh, I, have I spoken about this before? The, the woman, the, basically, the model walked in and it was in like, um, it was like in a town hall in the evening and it was blooming cold. It really was. It wasn't like, I mean, they had a little oil heater. So oh, how gosh, this woman yeah. sat there naked all that time, I do not know. I was cold and I was obviously wearing clothes. But um, yeah, she bought in this great big uh, mirror, really big mirror it was with a great elaborate frame. And she basically laid this mirror on the floor, scattered it with flower heads and then sat on it. (laughs) Yeah, so I I kind of, I just thought I should not be looking at this naked woman, especially (laughs) twice, upside down. And (laughs) But then once I kind of relaxed a bit and got my head around it and realised that she clearly was not shy about it, then I it made me feel a bit better and a bit more relaxed and uh and once you've been to one or two classes that initial embarrassment kind of it does go and it you does, just end yeah. up yeah and you just end up getting on with it and it's just fun but yeah it is a bit strange at first but that you know it gets easier now I can tell that you've written this bit for me because uh, <laughs> you know I'm a complete prude but it says if you're not comfortable with the idea of a life drawing class you could draw yourself in front of a mirror from a selfie that's not gonna happen i'm not getting my kid off although i say that and uh, i think i may have told you this in private before but you know you're now gonna say it to millions of listeners (laughs) but but years ago um i wanted to draw um i wanted to try drawing naked people so i got kevin he posed for me like i took a photo of him basically not posed you know, still. But I took a photo of him from the back, so it wasn't anything bad. So he was sort of sitting, and you couldn't see any of his naughty bits. But you could, <laughs> you could just see his bum, basically, in his back. No took fruit that. and vegetables, No. Then. And then I think he took one of me fairly similarly, anyway, for, for me to draw. But then the bad thing was, not about that, the bad thing was then that a year or so later, I gave the camera away. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> to my mum oh, and dad. I, remember. I know what you're going to say. To my mum and dad. And I now cannot remember if I wiped it or not. So you gave it to your mum and dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they've never oh, mentioned... And, so I, and I'm really hoping that I wiped those pictures. But you know I remember like, this story You know now. what it's like with a digital camera? When yeah. you're like, you don't hardly wipe the photos, do you? Unless you get it so it's full. Do yeah. Know, do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, uh, and I, oh, mum, if you're listening, don't don't mention it because I don't want to know. I really don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Anyway, yeah, so if you do decide to, to take a selfie of yourself, remember to delete it yes. before you hand the device to anybody else, <laughs> especially now with social media. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I also I... saw on on social media there's um, a really funny drawing that someone had done. They'd actually accidentally taken a selfie of himself and it was just like a face and shoulders it wasn't a naked one but it looked fantastic because they'd got such a funny angle and such a funny face from this unexpected picture it was absolutely brilliant (laughs) i'm not you know i'm not sure i'd want to scrutinize myself to that level by staring at myself naked in the mirror no i'm not sure i'd want to do that either i mean self-portraits i've done and that's bad enough. I hate you, doing you that. You don't normally, you don't normally look at yourself that closely, do you? No. And then when you actually do, it's like, oh my god. 
I, I, what's this? What? Where's that come from? Kevin <laughs> <laughs> was laughing at me the other day because I, I went up to our cooker and I was like squinting and he goes, oh, you're looking yourself in the mirror. And uh, I, I was just trying to make sure it was turned off before you went to bed. But he's, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I think it's a good idea to ask maybe your partner then or your spouse like you did kevin yeah, to practice life drawing, rather than rather than do yourself um or even a friend if they're willing tara if no you, you know, would i'm you not be willing? no <coughs> no oh no. shame um i must admit i haven't actually asked paul to pose naked for me i think he well i'm sure he would well i know he would well yeah. no i think he'd get too bored i think he'd be like oh hurry up yeah <laughs> i've drawn him while he was asleep once when he was wearing just his boxers but that was years ago um absolutely years ago and I can't I don't even have that drawing anymore and I've also drawn my sister-in-law who was good enough to pose for me for four hours I know she could hardly move by the time I'd finished she did have a break obviously um but you know it was really good because she gave the drawing to her partner for his birthday so it worked for everyone and she asked me to do it so was that a pencil sketch yeah 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 and it was it was really good to have someone willing to sit for that long Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't draw someone I knew. It'd be wrong. Uh, not like not like that. It'd be right, you know, yeah. like Kevin sort of thing. But no, it was good because we just we just had a cup of coffee and we're chatting, and it was nothing. It was I felt more comfortable, far more comfortable, drawing someone I was friends with than somebody I didn't know because we knew each other well enough that it, we she knew that it was wasn't awkward and i knew it wasn't awkward whereas when it's a stranger i felt more awkward oh no i'd rather mm. study a stranger's bits i think than someone i know <laughs> <laughs> i just glaze over the bits i don't yeah. sort of study those too hard i was just gonna say that i did do you remember i was drawing kevin for a while and that was completely clothed so clothes sketches are great too and Ooh. i was just doing like one or two sketches in the day sitting in the garden or outside but what i was doing was changing my medium a lot of the times or changing the way i was drawing him so yeah. i'd draw him in ink and i'd draw fairly draw him fairly realistically and then another day i'd try and do more of a cartoon version and then i'd swap to a brush pen and draw it really loose and, and when he was moving and doing a bit of gardening so that was really good. And I must have done that for a few weeks where I was mostly drawing in most days. But I look back at some of them now and some are all right. And I actually quite like, I think I like the best, the fast ones where he was doing things in the garden. Yeah. Because if you, ca- if you do manage to capture a movement or the essence of movement, you can get a really lovely sketch. Whereas yeah. some of the ones where I'd laboured more and tried to get a more detailed drawing, they're a little bit, mm. they're a little bit stiff and not so... Not so exciting, I guess. No, I, I'm the same. I prefer um, looking back at drawings that I've done really, really quickly than I do of the ones I've kind of laboured over. Yeah, strange, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Well, once you've mastered drawing people who aren't moving, um, then you'll want to start practising drawing people in action. Like you say, you know, Kevin doing the gardening and things, that's, that's a good place to start because they're going to be you know in the same um position maybe for a little while and they repeat the same movement don't they yeah and and something like the tv is great something like a newsreader a weatherman that'd be a good start because you know that their movements are going to be limited and maybe a tv chef 
you know, they'll be moving around a bit more. But then again, their movements will still be limited and they will be repetitive as well. And the thing is about TV is you can always rewind as well, which is not a luxury we get in real life, but it's really handy when you're practicing. Um, Another place might be a gym. That's a place where you will see people moving a lot but they're constantly repeating those movements so that would be great practice if you get an opportunity not so easy to do obviously without being noticed if you're inside the gym but I don't know about your area but some of the gyms near me they've got cafes um, outside of the gym but you can see through to where the members are working out so yeah. that's quite a handy place to be obviously to not sketch. good at the moment but no, yeah, well, when no, things no. get a little bit more back to normal yeah obviously some of this stuff at the moment won't won't be relevant at all because nobody's allowed out at least not where we are (laughs) when you mentioned about the tv i've tried drawing from the tv before but i made the mistake Mm. of drawing from like a tv program kevin used to like um do you remember killing eve did you ever oh yes it was brilliant i love some of that and then it just got too much for me it just got too gratuitous i I like the first series was better than yeah i think it was the first i i watched mostly but I was trying to draw just some of the faces of the people. But you forget that when you watch a program like that, unlike a newsreader, when you watch that, they skip shots so often. So yeah. you And when they come back, they're not in the same position. They'll, no. they'll skip to a side view or whatever. So, uh, yeah, definitely start with the newsreaders that you mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did find recently, and I haven't actually tested it for drawing yet, but is a little website where you can loop youtube videos so say you go on youtube you might find a picture of someone cooking again like you just said or i don't know someone playing the guitar you can go to this site called youtubeloop.net you put in the url of your video on youtube that you want and then it's got these little triangles at the bottom of your video and you can move it so you get your starting point, your ending point, and it will just keep on looping that section. So that's great if you want to, you know, try and draw something like that. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I haven't yeah. tried it yet, but worth mm. a go. And once you've got your head around that little bit of movement, then you can start venturing outdoors. And the perfect place to start is a cafe. And you'll find people moving around a little bit, but again, not too much. And even if they do get up and walk away, someone else will inevitably take their place and often even sit in a very similar position and and I've often drawn one person using several different people to make them up when they've moved away and it it can be really frustrating at times Tara do you remember when you and I I can't remember we were in London or Brighton but we went into a cafe and I was trying to draw one particular person and every time my pencil touched the paper all of a sudden they put their hand over their face or put their sunglasses on or stick their face behind a menu and it was just like oh it wasn't even like they were aware that I was trying to draw them but I guess that's all part of the fun isn't it yeah and like you say you could have just switched that to be a different person And and you do get better at it don't you the more you do of that because I think it was the last time we went to London I could actually see improvements in my drawings now. Yeah. Be back, we're back to square one again now. Oh, 100%. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, you know, when I used to go to begin with, I was very hesitant. And, and when I'd become really confident in my style of sketching in, in that I knew I was going to get down roughly what I wanted, I wasn't hesitant at all. It was like, right, okay, let's draw. And I wasn't worried what someone was doing, how long they were going to be there. I would just pick my pencil up and go for it. 
and I'm pretty sure that when I go out next time, I'm going to be doing exactly what I used to do, which is hesitating and being nervous about it. And of course, then it shows in the drawing, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you want to be as inconspicuous as possible. So you could position yourself near a mirror if there is one, or even Mm. if you get near a a window so you can see their reflection in the in the window and then draw draw their reflection and they're less likely to know what you're doing then Um, yeah but they're more likely to have a bus driving through their head yes that is true but that could be quite interesting too as an image yeah Yeah. Uh, and one good thing i think about the pandemic (laughs) if you you can find a good thing is that maybe when things start to get a little bit more back to normal that Mm. people won't want to get so close to you to look at what you're drawing. That is my hope, anyway. That's a a good point, yeah. Yeah. So we we just have to wait and hope on that. But after you've practised, people are just moving a little bit. You can move on to drawing the people around you, in the street, at work, or find somewhere where there's a really variety of people moving. So like a, a beach, maybe. It's like when we were in Brighton, we were drawing not only the people on the beach... We were drawing people in the cafes and then when we sat in a cafe there was someone like a singer and a band so we were drawing that as well so if you sit in that one place you can get all those different things and that's great because you can just literally turn around and draw lots yeah, cause of Yeah, because we, we were sitting it was almost like a double four poster bed but like a it wasn't a bed was it it was like a I can't, it was like on the beach, but once, if you face one way, you get the beach. If you face the other way, you get a band. And then face a little way around and you get the promenade, people walking along. And then you face the other and you've got the people sitting and drinking. So it was like everything in one. And we just kept going back to the same place, didn't we? It was perfect, wasn't it? Places like that. Yeah. But don't pick people who are moving too fast unless you really know what you're doing, which we don't, that's for sure. Because we try once to draw some ice skaters Oh, oh my god. god oh yeah nightmare. but that was before we'd had much practice as well I it think. was but but the issue is if you're not that close to something as well so we were like quite a way above and then they're going around and there, there are places where you can't see them because there might be a post in the middle as well so you'd keep trying to draw a person and as soon as you started drawing they'd be around the other side and then you try and switch it to a different person and it is so difficult i'm, I'm sure people who do it all the time are brilliant at it but we weren't <laughs> Oh, no. And I, I think maybe if you're going to do something like that, it sh- it probably would be easier if it was just gesture drawing rather than, you know, practising gestures rather than trying to get a person actually yeah. ice skating. <laughs> Especially when you're just beginning anyway. Um, I, I think actually that's a really good way to capture movement is for that sort of swift, fluid line, that gesture line. And you can always use that as a guide then, but just don't try and make every line perfect just loosely sketch what you see and then go over it to correct if you need to and don't use a rubber the thing about using a rubber is that you're avoiding mistakes but it's those mistakes that kind of add to that liveliness of the drawing and if you go at it lightly first and then go in harder once you know where you're at then you'll you'll be left with a really energetic sketch and it won't look static And the initial marks are really important to leave in anyway because they'll give much more of a feeling of movement. Or better still, go straight in with a pen. Yeah, I mean, you could also add some swishes of watercolour paint or ink first. You know, I I mean, like uh, not full strength ink. And then work into that because that almost gives you kind of that line of movement you were talking about before. Yeah. And do expect your sketches to be bad first. 
but with practice they will get better like I mentioned before I could definitely see after we'd been a few times that my sketches were starting to improve I, th- I think you did as well you had a blip didn't you one one time we went out yeah I feel I feel like um when I first when we first started going out sketching I was always somebody who used to sketch in my studio really um so going out and sketching was kind of new to me and I was drawing as though I was making a drawing rather than just sketching quickly but once I got my head around that and decided okay this is not the way to work when you're out and about you've just got to get it down once I kind of get my head around that and I'd practiced a lot that's when I got to that point where I was going out and I wasn't nervous about it I wasn't worried about it I was like no I'm just going to do it and they I think that confidence as well almost meant that everything I did I was quite happy with because I wasn't bothered either way it was just what it is it's just a sketch and so I wasn't worried about starting which is often the first the hardest bit isn't it? it's getting that pencil down but I was just kind of going at it but then for, I think we had a while where we couldn't go sketching for a bit I think it's probably winter time or something yeah. like that and it's surprising isn't it how when you don't do it for a while you you kind of um get a bit rusty and then when I went out I felt like I'd gone completely backwards it was really strange I suppose it's because the drawings you'd been doing when you were back home would have all been more you know tighter drawings wouldn't they more polished more finished yeah and I think at that time as well I was experimenting with various different styles which probably might have been a mistake for me at the time with sketching because i found the style I felt comfortable with yeah and I should have just developed that but instead I was trying so many other things that by the time I got back out there I'd forgotten really what my style was so I learned that when I go out again I'm going to do what feels natural and I'm just going to keep doing that unless I get bored of course and I think that drawing outside if you're going to draw people outside Unless you are, you know, you're really experienced at doing it, which which we're not. So it's more about the experience. So for, for me, yeah, it, it's fun drawing because we're out there drawing, but it's more about the experience of the day. Oh, definitely. I used to be really scared of drawing people moving around in day-to-day life, but now it's like one of my favourite things to do. And I think it's that sense of urgency you get, which is a, very far from my usual painting style. But like you say, it is all about the experience because I mean some of the sketches I look at where we've been out together and they it just takes me right back there especially that one where do you remember it rained on my sketchbook and I was using water-soluble ink and all the ink was sort of going everywhere and it turned out to be a really quirky sketch that I really enjoy looking at now but it's not just the fact of that I like the sketch but I can I know, I can feel where I was. I know what the weather was like. I, I just, I can go right back there. Whereas yeah, if it you does, take a photograph, yeah. it doesn't have the same effect, as it, when you take a photograph? Yeah, totally. I mean, I remember so much more about our days because of the yeah. sketches we, we did there. And it, I could have almost just come back as well and thrown my sketchbook in the bin. It wouldn't have mattered mm. because I'd already experienced them and done them. And they weren't anything I was ever going to hang on my wall, but it was no. just, it was part of that day, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I prefer looking at sketchbooks and I do photographs for that reason. Yeah. You know. Anyway, 
so get out there, basically, is what we're saying. Oh, yeah. well, well, once the pandemic's <laughs> over, don't, don't get, get out, out there. there. Don't get Have out there. Skin to rules. <laughs> <laughs> but we um, want to read out now the answers to our previous question, which is, or rather which was, what is your favourite art book and why? So, Tara, what I've have you got, got there? I've Sil- got Sylvia Sketches, and she says, there are a lot of food ones, but Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain by Betty Edwards is by far the most effective in teaching you how to draw, if you ask me. Did you say there are a lot of food ones? Yeah. I think she means there are a lot of good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you could be right do you know what i I read it when i read it on instagram i thought she meant as in yeah creative food ones but no 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 because we did say art books didn't didn't we because i I read (laughs) typo Typo, yeah sorry (laughs) there are a lot of good ones (laughs) i really thought it was like fancy recipes that you know were quite artistic yeah no (laughs) that screamed out to me okay I've got Michael Beckett and he also says Betty Edwards drawing on the right side of the brain was the book that convinced him that he could learn to draw and um actually I've got that book and it was really good I've got it too yeah yeah I had to get it just to see what all the fuss was about (laughs) I think you I think that was one of your picks wasn't it yeah it was yeah in uh, last uh last time's podcast so go check that out because it's all about our favorite books anyway i've got crespo arts and they say supply and demand the art of shepherd fairy i've never heard of that one me neither no um cavil marry 24 um i hope that's how you pronounce it it's obviously an instagram name pen and ink drawings by alfonso dunn and he has a great youtube channel where he teaches in a really great way I've got Mommy Quits, and she says, Making Comics by Linda Barry, which was one of our choices as well. The exercises are so bananas, yet free, and that you can't help but let go. Forget you're an adult, and for a minute, cackle wildly the entire time you're doing them. Exactly (laughs) what I think. It is one of those completely bonkers books. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely an eyebrow raiser, isn't it, when you look inside? I've got Margaret Gray. She says, my favourite book is whatever book I currently have on my shelf. I can relate to that, actually. I'm getting very curious about lino cut printing, and so I am researching. Recently, I started getting library books on my tablet, and it's great. There is a big selection, and I never get overdue books. I have Block Print by Andrea Lauren and Printmaking by Christine Medley waiting to be read. I tried lino, etching, silkscreen and mono prints when I was in at school, and I enjoyed lino the most, but I never spent enough time on it to get good. Now, that's good, because someone on Instagram was asking. She said she really wanted to know about some good liner prints. So I hope she's listening, because some liner print books. So I hope yeah. she's listening. I saw that comment, yeah. Okay, I've got Leah Grace artwork, and she says, Art and Fear by David Bayes and Ted Orland. I recently bought a copy, and it's extremely good. It helps you to get comfortable with the vulnerability of making art and helps you get past your perfectionism. And I've got Christina McWilliams, Zen Seeing, Zen Drawing. It's a nice book. It emphasises that whatever you decide to draw is made beautiful and important simply by the act of you taking the time to consider whatever it is, even if it's just a dandelion or a dried up leaf. That's an interesting one. Mm. Now, I read this and I thought, Sandra's written this to make me laugh, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it says, 
So we have a new question, which is not one that I wrote. Aside from cooking, what is the most creative thing you've ever done or seen done with a vegetable? <laughs> There's so many good answers for this. Well, you've got to check out. There's a woman on Instagram called Katie Bob's Your Auntie. And she does fantastic, they're not rude, fantastic things with vegetables where people send her weird pictures of weird veg and then she draws on top of them. Oh, very clever well on holiday i remember going on holiday once and they did a a big like banquet meal because we were away over christmas and they had created the most incredible display of vegetables and fruit which they carved into like a coral reef oh wow it was just incredible i've never seen anything like it it was amazing so that's why i'm asking <laughs> I, that's why i want to know you know who else you, has... you did write that to make me laugh didn't you no it's a perfectly serious question i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. anyway as anyway, always yeah. as always yeah. you can tweet your answer you want to say something else oh no carry on carry on Okay. As always, you can tweet your answers at Kit Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group. Which have, you haven't joined already, I highly suggest you do. We'll also put the question up there and on the Facebook page and also on our Instagram page, which is Kick in the Creatives. I hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. Uh, don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a little review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on or even just a five star rating if you don't have much time. It has to be five. It does. <laughs> And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel where we've got some art tip videos and also some funny ones. And if you enjoy what we do and you want to help us here at Kick in the Creatives and support what we do, well, you can now support us by buying us a coffee. And you can find the link to be able to do that on our website. So that's it for now. And we will see you again soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. about art journal january is that we get into a peak oh <laughs> this is going tragically wrong isn't it yeah i'm getting rather hot too Whew. oh god yeah and i hope that gives you the i hope that oh god oh, this is gonna be a nightmare to edit this one <laughs> yeah by the time i've edited out all of my yeah. coughs and, and my crap sniffs and <laughs> oh god i'm sorry about that do you want to do it again what, the whole episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>